0: If I asked you, do you love yourself, what would you say? You're listening to Unsween and Unfiltered, the Podcast, episode 35 of season 2. In today's episode, I sit down with Alia Taha to dive into the topic of self-love, not the hallmark version, rather the side that approaches the concept of being able to see ourselves through the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in return, we can finally surrender to the idea of loving ourselves, flaws and all. You keep repenting to God, but feeling the ache of spiraling darkness. You're mad at God, you blame God for not being merciful, as they say. You start to resent Him because you're sick of the people passing along His message. You grow further away until you feel Him no longer. And since you no longer feel, you go ahead and commit what you repented for already. But you feel guilty a little less, cry not really anymore, you just feel lost, more in fluster. You don't know who stands before you in the mirror. But why feel far and alone when He's there awaiting your return? What if the mercy you were begging for, the pressure you were feeling was from within? Because Allah forgave you when you repented. But have you forgiven yourself? Have you stopped pressuring yourself? Have you stopped evaluating yourself to believe you're nothing more than your sinning actions? Just stop, breathe, and let go. If you don't forgive yourself at the same time you seek forgiveness from Allah— You won't value yourself enough to know you can do and be better. Not a new you. You're still the same soul walking its path in this world, just a better you. That's what we're all trying to do, right? Allah is full of mercy, love, and forgiveness in the turning of pages. You are of his creation. That is value enough. You are enough to do better, to be better. We all are. This was a beautiful and timely piece written by my special guest, who happens to be a good friend of mine, more so a sister, and her name is Alia Taha. She isn't a stranger to this podcast, and I couldn't think of a better person to have this conversation with. The topic of self-love, the resilient act of choosing to love ourselves even when there are moments where it's easier to self-load. But today, we will be connecting the dots between the ability to love ourselves and how it goes back to our journey with our Creator. I hope you find solace in this episode, and I truly hope you choose to fiercely love yourself today and every single day after that. When I sit across from you, Alia, virtually, in person, whatever, I honestly always feel very empowered. I always leave the conversation just feeling motivated, uplifted. You're somebody who, over the years, has become a sister to me and I just appreciate you and all the advice you've given me, honestly. Like, I feel like you are my older sister, but at the same time, we're both in our 30s and we're both like trying to understand life and whatnot. And the one thing that we had, we had a conversation the other day about self-love, but we said not the Hallmark version, like literally like true self-love because you and I have come a long way. From whatever things that we've dealt with in the past and whatnot, we've come a long way. And I think right now in this moment of our journey, we're learning to love ourselves. Sometimes even saying self-love, I feel like kind of sounds so cliche because it's so overused. But it's generally like I want people to leave this conversation knowing how to really love themselves and just to be a little bit more compassionate. So I'm going to hit you with a question. If I asked you, do you love yourself? What would you say right now in this moment?
1: I would say yes.
0: <laughs> yes, that's a, that's a good answer. But
1: it's, it's. I wouldn't say it's a final destination for me. It's. It's definitely something I have to work to maintain now and just through my path in general.
0: And, and yeah, we say yes. We say yes. But I think there's a lot of layers to that. Yes, there it's still, absolutely it's easy to say yes, but we it, it took us a while to get to that. Yes. And we're still working on that. Yes. To make it 100% complete where yes, I 100% do love myself. But I feel like sometimes when it comes to loving myself, why there's a lack in that is because I, I keep going back to the thought that I'm not enough. And I don't know if it's because of just external factors, if it's just my mind that's just trying to like go against me and make me feel that way. But I know a lot of people, when it comes to not loving themselves, I I really genuinely believe the root of it is because we don't feel like we are enough.
1: Absolutely. Oh, it, it took a lot for me to even be able to use the word love. I did, like you said, self-love. The first thing that came to mind was forgiveness, forgiveness of self pertaining to my path. There are many layers to forgiveness. There was, let's say, in looking back at a past experience, there is the forgiveness of someone that might have hurt you. That's its own journey all in itself. And there's also the relationship with Allah of repenting, asking Allah for forgiveness. And then there's the relationship with yourself, being able to forgive yourself. That I feel is the heart and core of just overall forgiveness. Like I said, the the, the trauma of someone else hurting you is a relationship all in its own, is, is its own journey. Um in forgiving yourself, you won't blame yourself for that experience and trauma that you can go back to again and again and view yourself in a negative manner. Then there's repenting to Allah. When you do that, it's it, I, I reached a point when I was repenting and asking for forgiveness for so many things where I had to realize Allah already forgave me. Once I repented, he forgave me. So why am I having this overly complicated relationship with Allah in trying to figure my path out, having this peace in my heart. And I'm like, you know what? Allah already forgave me. So w- what's going on inside of me? He is the most forgiving, but I haven't forgiven myself. That was the milestone. That was that was a big pinnacle moment in my path to finding peace in my heart was forgiving myself as Allah had. Because of me not forgiving myself, I kept on Again, having this complicated relationship with Allah, asking why like this and that and, you know, having this turmoil. And and when I would pray, it would be it, it wouldn't be a place of calm. It would be this dark place of like unworthiness. And I think a lot of people feel that in their spiritual journey or relationship with Allah. And I think that's something that people really need to pause and ask themselves, is it Allah that you think that hasn't forgiven you? Or is it you who hasn't forgiven yourself? And I think it's a very powerful moment to be in. It's hard to face yourself in those times, but when you do, it's not a pretty journey to self-love. Again, it's not a final destination. It's something that I have to maintain on the daily um, in feeding myself with positivity and light, mercy from Allah, and just goes back again to worthiness and forgiveness of self. And it doesn't come in a particular order, <laughs> like we've spoken before of, does Allah need to forgive me first or do I need to forgive myself? That kind of needs to, again, it it, it, it comes as it comes and you, that's how you figure it out. Like what's hitting your heart and really giving yourself that time to, in prayer, of course, that, I, it sounds so cliche to always bring it back to prayer, but in self-love, I, I without having that time to self, you can't figure all this out. So that's just something, it sounds so complex, but at the same time, it's so simple in terms of figuring out that place of forgiveness and then going from forgiving yourself to valuing yourself. After you've forgiven yourself, you you value yourself. After you value yourself, you have confidence in yourself, you respect yourself. When you respect yourself, you're capable of loving yourself. I'm not saying you automatically will love yourself, I'm just saying these are the steps in my path that I had to reach in order to even talk about the term self-love, you know?
0: Hi, Alia. Oh my God, girl. I'm like tearing up over here. Subhanallah. I have never in a million years would have thought of it in that perspective. It's so true. It's this tug of war that we're almost playing with Allah in a way like, okay, I'm asking Allah for forgiveness. I I got to that point. And honestly, I, I don't want to dumb that point down because it's hard to get to that point. It's hard to go and ask Allah and repent to Allah when you feel so much shame and you're swimming in this shame. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just a silly mistake and whatnot and you're repenting to Allah. But why are we still continuing to be hard on ourselves even after we've talked and spoke to our Creator the most forgiving, the most merciful, but yet we can be you're, merciful you, you to a, ourselves.
1: You did, you did make a point about not it being very difficult to even just ask for forgiveness to Allah, you know, to repent. I, I dealt with a time of like a real low once before. And when you're in that really depressed state, you don't know you're in it. You know, when you're really in it, you don't realize you're in it. You don't realize the people you impact around you. And so I was in it. <laughs> I was in that state of self loathe honestly like and and then you just go to a place of just numbness i remember walking by my father the house alayhirhamah <inaudible> and in him passing he just stops me and, and 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 again i was in this like very indifferent state where I, I didn't even realize the time that was going by i was in a really low place in my life um, emotionally mentally even physically and he just stopped me in the hallway of the house and just said Adya. Allah already knows what happened. Just ask for forgiveness. And I was like, it was like, I, I, I don't know what happened. To me. It's like he burst my bubble of really just making it too much about me at that moment where it was like, I, I didn't realize, the I was so disconnected with the world around me, my environment, and even my family that was in the same household as me, where my father, who is not by any means expressive with his feelings throughout life and raising me, for him to reach out and just say Allah already knows—that was so powerful. Like Allah, He did. It, like, like I'm, I'm so ashamed to face Allah in prayer that I don't realize He's already. I mean, He, He's all knowing. He already knows. It sounds so simple. It sounds so simple when you just look at the names of Allah. It answers so much for you. He's the all knowing. He already knows. Why the heck am I not praying? He already knows. He knows I'm sad. He knows I'm hurt. He knows I'm ashamed. He knows I, at one point, hated myself. At one point, didn't recognize myself in the mirror. He knows all this. So why am I not just facing him? Like, my head's already down. So why am I not putting it down in prayer? Do I see myself Mm -hmm. above that? Like, Allah. do I see myself above bowing down to Allah? Who am I? That was very humbling for me. And so that was something that, alhamdulillah, like, I really, I was able to face Allah, <laughs> because you already knew and something and going back to just the names of Allah, when it comes to forgiving yourself. Another point that I reached was I saw myself unworthy. I saw I wasn't deserving of so much. I was like, but but Allah forgives by me not forgiving myself because I'm, I'm, I'm harder on myself than anyone. I can forgive anyone for anything, but I can't forgive myself. I've forgiven the person who caused me trauma mm. and darkness in my path that has really redefined my path in so many ways throughout the years. I've forgiven that person, but I have not forgiven myself. It's almost saying that, it. I, you, you You. know, we want in our faith, we want you, you need to do everything in moderation. Being even overly, I don't want to call it humble, but I, I don't I can't think of another word right now. But being, yeah, overly having your head down is is too much. It's almost, it's like almost being too humble is almost arrogant. By saying that I'm not enough, I'm not enough. It's almost like I'm saying I'm too arrogant. And I'm being, that's being honest with myself. I'm being too arrogant to forgive myself. Again, Allah is the most forgiving, but I cannot forgive myself. There's an arrogance that comes with that. And so I get shy. So I'm like, wait, 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 I can't, I have to forgive myself because Allah is my creator That was another big moment. Allah is my creator. He created me. Him, by Allah being my creator and me putting myself down, self-loathing and beating myself up so much and not seeing myself worthy. I'm saying Allah made a mistake. I'm saying Allah made a mistake in creating me. I'm not respecting the, the body, the mind, the spirit, the soul that Allah created. I am saying he was wrong in creating me and that I am not at level with all of his other creations. So you're saying essentially, Alia, that he made a mistake. In that cluster of thoughts and feelings and heaviness, I, I have nothing else to do other than to surrender to Allah. So even though we're talking about self-love, it sounds so cliche in, 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 in my writing, my poetry, online, anything everybody's, you know, sees it as my spiritual journey that I share. I mean, that was my journey of going from not recognizing the person in the mirror, to not liking the person in the mirror, to seeing hope in the person in the mirror. I mean, that that was, that's where I was going throughout all that writing that I was posting. And, and when I would say that everybody was, I mean, it was a very healing experience to share with everyone. Um, it really was because, I mean, it was my outlet. But people assume it to be spiritual. If if you separate your spiritual journey, this is something I learned too. I always identified my writing or other people have even identified my writing as just like her sharing her spiritual journey. It was literally just the other day or the other night that I, I realized I was like, you know what, by identifying that as a spiritual journey, I'm saying it's just a part of who I am. It's just a part of my path. But in actuality, it is my path. It is my purpose. And I need to think of my spiritual path as my act- my general overall path, because if I say my, my spiritual journey has its own identity. I mean, I can go in and out of it. I can say like, like, or, or I'm saying that my whole day is mine to own and have, and that five times a day, it's part of my spiritual path. And that's when I connect with Allah. That's when I clock in, when it's time, when it's spiritual time, when in reality, my whole path needs to be spiritual and in order to continue that self-love and remember that worthiness, that, that mercy and light from Allah, he has to be a part of my entire journey, not just in prayer. How can I love myself and, only, and 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 remember, yes, alhamdulillah, like five prayers a day is, it's a lot, but not really to remember the mercy of Allah. You can still get lost. with If enough stuff's going on around before and after those prayers, it's not, I mean, then you're just like, sometimes you can just like, you're praying to pray right? We, could, we, we all get caught up in our lives. So the spiritual path, like I said, shouldn't just be in those five prayers, or in our prayer, or, you know, like uh, during Ramadan, it, it, it has to be our overall path to remember that mercy and light, like I said. And so I don't clock in and out of it. And in order to see myself worthy to see myself of value, to see myself as a create a creation of Allah, and I have to live up to that standard. You have a purpose when your spiritual path is your overall path. You're remembering every day. You know what? I can't just say, "Oh yeah, I have to pray because that's something I have to do it on the side." No, you're that. That's making you lose sight mm-hmm. and not be able to remember. Why are we all here? I'm here to walk a path back to Allah. I'm. I want to go back to my Creator. That's that's and and everything should contribute to that. If it doesn't, it should be that as simple as putting it aside when you remember that that is your path. Again, not just a spiritual path. Allah, if if he is not (laughs) if he is not if he is not part of the, the things that I'm going through in my life, he's definitely the solution. So why do I keep, again, separating this spiritual path? I, I want to remember him always. He's he's why I'm here. Even in, in talks of marriage, it can be it can be frustrating when either you know in the comp the complexities of marriage or leading up to or seeking marriage, I can make it inward and about myself and saying, I just want someone to love. I just want someone, you know, and that relationship of like someone trying to fulfill that feeling, that void in your heart, your heart's reserved for Allah. And the path of marriage for us is to fulfill the other half of our deen. So If we keep that in mind, which is a spiritual thing, if we keep that in mind, then it's not so much about this romanticized world that we're seeking. Of the the measurement of what love is changes, and if we don't have that relationship, that marriage, that doesn't take away from our path because my path is for Allah. I'm the marriage is for Allah. That person, that man, is not going to fulfill anything for me. You know, so nothing will. Even my family, everything. I mean, I love my family. But <laughs> also yeah,
0: we have to hold the presence of our loved ones and the people that we do love in our hands and not our hearts. And that's something that it's it's tricky because we we say, I love you with all my heart. We feel like we have to have, we have to reserve a place in our hearts for the people that we love. But I think that's when we do ourselves a disservice. We have to know that we have to reserve our heart just entirely for our creator. And I think that's when we can refrain from getting heartbroken. Yes, you can be in pain. Yes, if someone leaves your life, yes, it could hurt. But when you keep reminding yourself of who created you and why certain things are happening and how there's this divine plan for you written by your creator, I think it hurts less or the journey to healing is a little bit easier. And what I'm getting from you, idea is that self-love, true self-love is the ability to see ourselves through the eyes of Allah. And I think that's something that we just carry so much shame. We think we're so, and we're going to talk about it perfectly imperfect, something that you've discussed with me i You opened up my eyes when it came to that, but I feel like we just carry so much shame that we're, this shame is such a heavy load that it's only distancing us from Allah because we think we are not worthy of Him. Yet you're so right. And your dad, Allah he's so right. It's like Allah knows this. He already knows what happened. It's just us having to just, take that first step towards him. That's why it just says, come towards me and I'll come running towards you. There's a statement that I've read. And honestly, I, I know other people have probably come across this before, but it says you never bathe in the same river twice because it's never the same river and it's never the same you. And I think we have this moment in our lives or continuous moments in our lives where we just keep looking at ourselves from the lens of our past. We can't even get ourselves to become a new person or to grow or to evolve because the way we view ourselves is just this lens of our past, of our past mistakes, of the past people that we've met. And when it comes to just even you talking about the mirror and whatnot, it's You know, I think the hardest thing is, yeah, you can look in the mirror and you can hate yourself. But I think what's even also harder is not being able to even look in the mirror at all to just hate yourself to the point where you can't even physically look at yourself in the mirror. And I know there are people that are experiencing that and it's so sad. But what I'm getting from you and what it's so beautiful is that our self-love journey is tied to our faith. There's always somehow, some way it always goes back to our faith. And I think that's so beautiful.
1: Absolutely. Oh, I definitely relate to that place that you're speaking of where I looked and I remember, and I, I think it was when I was getting closer to wearing the hijab, there was a point where I looked, myself, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, it felt like I haven't looked at myself in years. Yeah. Like I literally did not recognize the person in the mirror. And I was like, I, I, I just didn't know who she was. I was so disconnected with myself, so disconnected with myself. And at that time, I was disconnected in faith. But it's so funny as as, as Muslims. I, I feel like, alhamdulillah, for the most part, a lot of us are really strong in our conviction. And when it comes to faith, it's like something that's just never in question. But then I feel like there's a difference between say, OK, I, I you have faith in Allah. It's very easy for everyone to say that. But do you love Allah, the Almighty, the fear of Allah, which a lot of us culturally have been raised with. But then there's that balance of the love of Allah, the mercy of Allah. Like that's something that can be even considered cheesy and, and like culturally or, or the generation before us. But it's true. There's like a fear and love from Allah. And that's something that there was when, when I reached that journey Like I said, of all this, like talking about forgiveness, about feeling unworthy, reaching that place of being able to forgive yourself. And keep in mind, you don't have to necessarily do something wrong to have to forgive yourself. You know, like going back, like my thoughts would circulate, the negative thoughts that would circulate would be asking for forgiveness. That's what I was trying to go back to, like asking for forgiveness. It's not necessarily you doing something wrong. It can be you, again, experiencing a trauma and just blaming yourself for going through it. Even if it was someone else who hurt you, I've reached, I mean, I was at a place where someone hurt me and I blamed myself for that. I blamed myself for putting myself in that situation. Then I blamed myself for being weak. Then I blamed myself for not being able to get out of it. Then I blamed myself when I did get out of it, instead of giving myself credit and saying that you're a survivor, saying that you're strong and being merciful on myself like Allah is. Instead, I said, well, it took you too long, Alia. Instead of saying, wow, good for you, alhamdulillah. Instead, I said, well, that took way too long, finally. And then when I got out of it, it's like, wow, well, look at all the time that you lost, Alia. All while I'm wasting more time living in that, that past, in that darkness. Again, after reaching all these places of appreciating the mercy of Allah, just reaching that place alone was extremely powerful for me. And like, alhamdulillah, I'm so glad that I, I documented and did a lot of my writing online where, I mean, there times where I think I even recited online some of them and I was literally crying. I, I look like such an, an emotional. Girl, when we're girl in online. our feelings. We're in our feelings. <laughs> I know it's like, but there's so many, like when I express myself, like in my poetry, that is very like in spiritual. It's like, I was really, when I, 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 when I had to write, I was literally sitting on my praying mat I had just finished praying Aisha or even if Asad, like, and just something would hit me where I'm just like, it's like that full surrender and giving myself to Allah and not necessarily needing to feel connected to him. It might take some points when I would, in and out, I would, it would take me many prayers before I even felt the presence of Allah. I'll be completely honest. And I think that's something that people need to like admit too. Like sometimes you pray and you don't feel anything, you know, but is Allah worthy? of that other prayer, the next prayer and the other prayer. Like as, as patient as he is with you, can't you be patient with Allah and saying, you know what? I don't feel his mercy right now. I don't feel the love right now. I don't, I don't, I don't. But I'm gonna keep praying and show him that I'm I'm just as patient, like show him your patience. Show your love to him as he does to you. It will come, but you have to have faith. But that's why I'm saying us as Muslimin, I feel like we believe, we believe in Allah. We have faith in Allah, but let's open up that space where we feel the love of Allah and express the love back to Him.
0: A two-way communication. Because honestly, we, that's so true. We, we expect and expect so much from Allah and all this stuff, but it's like, what are you giving in return? Not that Allah needs us to give anything in return. What are you giving in return? You're asking for all Show this stuff. Him. Even people in real life, like your loved ones, you, you can't sit there and just take and take and take from them without giving back. So what makes your relationship with your Creator different? Why can't you do the give and take as well with Allah? SubhanAllah.
1: The whole intertwined thing about like loving Allah and loving yourself, that's where it's like it's this braid that happens where it's like, again, like it goes hand in hand with one another where it's like I love myself enough. I see myself worthy enough, even if I might not feel it right away at that moment. A lot of a lot of my writings and posts that I had online were literally words of affirmation I had written on my mirror or in post-its, before I started going on Instagram or anywhere online and, and, and leave, dropping my words, they were all words to myself. They are still words to myself. They're all words of affirmation. This is the self-dialogue that I have to tell mm-hmm. myself, or when it comes to not feeling necessarily the, the the presence of Allah when I'm praying and it's I'm just going through the motions. I just kept doing it. Even if, whether it was reading things again and again and again, reading the beauty of the Quran again and again and again, praying again and again and again. And again putting that energy, creating that atmosphere, that space that I need to feel love and light rather than pain and darkness, it will come. But again, you have to have that faith in Allah, which Alhamdulillah, I think the majority of us do have. Yeah. And there's a place, I don't know how to express it. I don't know. I I, I try like in all this that I'm explaining to you is me trying to express all this path that I reached in full surrender and some I pray till now sometimes that I can go back to that place where I'm just crying in prayer because it's such a beautiful merciful experience where it, I feel very in tune with Allah where I love myself and see myself worthy enough as his creation so I must value and live up to that standard with that reminder of my purpose here which is to go back to my God so with that being said I have to again I have to respect myself I have to value myself I have to love myself. I am a creation of Allah. He made no mistakes. He did not make a mistake in me. He did not make a mistake in you in creating you. So let me appreciate myself. Let me love myself by praying and being in tune with God. I'm gonna and, and in the same time, I'm gonna show him how much I love him. At doing that, it's so simple. It's just this exchange. And when you do this and have this full surrender where you just feel your chest just open and pour, it's like in that moment of, of mercy, I see it in light, I look back when I'm, I'm, I'm telling Allah, take all my worries, take all my stresses, take all my pains, I put it all on you. I trust you and only you. When you have that surrender of just giving him everything and trusting in him, when you look back, there's this feeling in my chest that I get when I look back at the darkness I was in. Somehow it seems merciful. I've had people comment on my on my writings and speaking of his of Allah's mercy saying, well, why did he Put, let you suffer with what you experienced? Why did he put you through this pain? And I just, my brain literally just doesn't work like that. I don't go there. I see it as if I wasn't in so much darkness, I wouldn't be able to appreciate the light in this level that I do. I wouldn't be able to appreciate his mercy on this level yes. that I do where the smallest little blessing means the world to me. The little interaction with my family means the world to me. Seeing the sun, feeling the warmth of the weather, being able to have food on the table. Like you don't, I can't appreciate this without that stuff that I dealt with. Being spoken to negatively or treated badly. When someone says, when someone gives me a smile from their heart, I feel it, I feel it. And so that is mercy. The journey that he allowed for me to have to get out of that and for me to be able to see my own strength of going from weak to strong to surviving, that's a strength that can't be broken easily. Just going through those struggles allowed for me to be that much stronger in my faith, in my path, in my goals, my ambitions. There's mercy in everything. And there has to be an appreciation. And again, when you when you see the love of Allah, I see the love of myself. And there's something that, you know, Rumi said, um, you are not a drop in the ocean. You are the entire ocean. When I think of that, I'm you're not this small little insignificant factor in life with all these things that you're going through. Like he could have just disregarded you. People think why or ask themselves, why did they experience so much in their path? Like I'm here like, oh my gosh, Allah is giving me so much of his time. He's giving me all these lessons. He's putting me through these struggles that I won't have to deal with after the dunya. Like, he's actually putting effort in me. That's how I see it. I don't see it that you're he's punishing me. It's, oh my gosh, no, he's guiding me. He's saying, no, look, I'm going to put this in front of you. I'm going to put that all on the side. I'm going to, you know, you have some troubles with your family. Well, maybe it's because I want you to come closer to me. What if that's what he's saying? Not... Oh my God! I'm I'm having so many problems with my family or with work or anything. Maybe he's saying, "Come surrender to me." Maybe he's saying, "Put all that aside, come closer to me." That, like, the, the, it's just perspective, you know. And and I appreciate so much. I'm like, "Wow, Allah really loves me. He's spending so much time on me, and he's wanting me to figure it out. And he's like giving me these baby steps to take. I might not be able to know exactly where this path is going, but that's what's beautiful about the path to Allah." Like, it's so beautiful that I don't have to figure it out. I just have to leave it for Allah. Just face what's in front of me. I'm, I'm directing this. I keep directing this back to Allah and faith. But that's the salute. That's always been the solution of self-love for me.
0: Can we can we normalize conversations around God? Because I think a lot of people feel like either that's an easy way out. Or it's like, oh, okay, of course, you could say, leave it to God and bull. But no, it's like, that's the thing. I think a lot of us try to find the self-love in the wrong places And like you said, the solution is Allah. Like we are, that. this is why we feel loneliness. This is why we feel like we're not worthy and we're devalued and stuff like that. Because we're trying to find our value within the creations of Allah rather than the, the creator himself. And I think that's something that we need to continuously talk about. When it comes to Allah, like, His intention, like his intention, when we're talking about our creator's intention, his intention was to create us imperfectly. He was meant to create us with weaknesses so that we can find our strength in the relationship that we have with him. But when it comes to you, like when it comes to our weaknesses, like I said, we all have them. How do you amplify your strengths? How do you get yourself out of that rut? Because, yes, you do have a connection with Allah. But sometimes, even even when you establish that connection with Allah, that doesn't mean that it's always going to be a one hundred percent strong connection. You're going to still have some dips and and whatnot. So, how do you continue to amplify your strengths rather than falling back into you know this whole pool of weaknesses that you have?
1: Right. That that goes back to the thing I was saying that it's not a final de- self love is not a final destination. It's definitely something that I have to maintain. I still have my demons where, like we talked about before, that. After many, many years, I'm deciding to go back to school after I allowed someone in my past to spend a lot of time making sure I wasn't confident in myself to enough to believe or worthy enough or intelligent enough to believe that I could continue and complete it. I've reached this powerful point you saw in that audio post that I put up on Nine on Not Too Long ago of reaching the point of being able to go to just even sign up. And, and knowing that I have a, a date that I will begin, which is actually in a few weeks. This is something that is new and actually current, a current experience of mine, of this conversation of self-love. It's coming soon for me in the next few weeks. And I thought I reached that hardest point where I, I kept on signing up. I kept on applying to school, I keep on getting accepted and I just can't reach the point of going through that paralyzing experience of just like, I can't, I can't, my body won't even allow me to just go back. I want to just curl up and and hide. And then I just beat myself down because I'm disappointed in myself. And then I just beat myself up because I'm allowing my past to come back or I'm allowing someone else's words to become my own. And it's just this like vicious cycle that I've been going through for years, almost a decade. It's crazy. I finally reached that point where I overcame it and I signed up. I literally had my mom come with me to go to the school to say, to just, just talk to an advisor. It was that, it was that difficult for me after reaching that point. It was very difficult. Even that morning I had negative thoughts saying you can't do it. I was so pumped up. I was so excited. I think I, I, I posted while I was experiencing these really powerful moments of like, that's it. Let's just do this. Overcome your fears. Stop the overthinking. That's a lot of my writing. I've, I finally passed those moments. The morning arrives and I'm like, the, for the first time, like that person's voice came back in my head and I'm like, OK, no, 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 no. no, And I just I broke down and I was trying to talk positive and I just broke down with my mom. And it was a very heavy experience because subhanAllah, it was so bright and sunny and it looked like such a beautiful morning when I woke up. But it was just this heaviness inside of me. And I was like, I can't. And I, I, I felt that very familiar feeling again of wanting to pull back and stay in my comfort zone and stay safe. And when I started feeling that familiar feeling, like I'm gonna back up, I broke down and it seemed like at the moment, like a very negative experience, but I knew later it was a good experience that I was aware of what was going on at that moment and aware that I was falling back into a familiar place again. And that I was aware that I didn't wanna be there. I didn't wanna do it again. I didn't want and and I, I remember crying out, That I was like, I'm tired of being tired. Like, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of going back to that same place. I'm tired that something from almost 10 years ago is still bothering me till today. But I was right when I was about to go back into this place of beating myself up and saying, like, you're never going to move on from this or that person still has control over you. Subhanallah. I ended up getting this notification online and it was a follower that posted something. I don't know how I I ended up seeing it in the middle of a freaking breakdown, but <laughs> I opened it up and it's her cursive writing and her saying that she got inspired by my post to write to handwrite again with cursive that I enjoy doing that feels that's very therapeutic for me and that what better way than to use Alia's writing. And so I'm reading this girl's handwriting and it's my words back to me. Wow. about <laughs> about not overthinking about like having faith in myself and all that and I'm just like I couldn't help but laugh I was like subhanallah like like, my own words woke me up through someone else that was a that was impacted by it and that was subhanallah like like something so small but so merciful from allah
0: Sometimes, Aaliyah, you need that little ounce of self-love to get you out of that harmful situation. Absolutely. Sometimes it's not you, somebody physically attacking you in that moment. Sometimes it's you mentally attacking yourself and verbally Absolutely. abusing yourself that you need to kind of wake your own self up with that little ounce of self-love that you have. And it's it's that ounce of self-love that has saved me so many times from so many harmful situations. So I don't want anybody to negate that little that little bit of self love it's still there it's it exists maybe not in its full potential but it exists and i think that's such a beautiful reminder how allah sent you that showing you like you wrote these words, you are strong. And this is you and you are capable, regardless of how many how many people have tried to dim your light, you are capable, but it, it is it's hard. And I, I can't thank you enough for just sharing that vulnerable story, because it's not easy. And I want to honestly congratulate you for going back to school, because thank I'm same, in that same boat, somebody can honestly really paralyze you and make you feel like you're not worthy. But for you to take that huge step, I did. That's amazing. And I know your potential. And I know you can do this. And I could stay here and tell you this over and over again. I can call you every single day and push you to go to school and motivate you but what really is going to motivate you is yourself and I know that sounds cheesy and I know a lot of people hear that but it's generally you. And it does go back to your connection with Allah. If Allah sees you as worthy and valuable of his forgiveness and mercy, who are you to take that away from yourself?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. That makes such a good point where now, like going back to like the actual term of self-love and me sharing about school, which thank you, by the way, for the words of encouragement. I love you. I
0: Seriously, no, well, I really I love you. Love you. <laughs> honestly, I, I honestly just genuinely admire and love you so much, Aaliyah.
1: Oh, you're such a sweetheart, like, Y'all don't understand how much I loved in, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, look, that's what I'm saying. We could say and gush, but people, like, it's just like, subhanAllah, how Allah gifts us these beautiful blessings in life and they sometimes come in human form. And I, I just, I want to put this note out there for even just young women, like, be conscious of who you surround yourself with. Because Aaliyah is somebody who I can sit across from, like I started this conversation, I can sit across from her and she can genuinely empower and motivate me and make me feel better about myself. Be conscious of who you call your friends, who you call your family, who you call your sister. Because if it's not for Aaliyah, there's certain things In my life that maybe I wouldn't have been motivated to do Or push myself or see myself in a certain light So I can't thank you enough, Aaliyah That's why I felt like this was a conversation That I I would love to have with you Because we're both on this journey, we're still working on it Absolutely Just loving ourselves again after dealing with Whatever we've dealt with in the past
1: Absolutely, and it's like a great sisterhood to have and, and something that I think everyone should seek and appreciate when it does exist around you. I think now, like when again, going back to that term of self-love, the reason of mentioning my school is reaching that really heavy experience of just getting myself to go to the point of just going to the advisory office just to talk to them. I thought that was the hardest part. It was. It was a very paralyzing place that I just I couldn't pass. But alhamdulillah, I did. But like I said, it's not the final destination. Now I still have those voices because still there are a lot of people who have the voice of someone else in their head that are breaking them down. Even more have that voice in their head that where they're that that person's voice became their own. And that's what happened with me. Um, People were like, just forget what that person said. Just let it. And it's like, listen, it's not about that person anymore. That person's voice became my own voice, my own thoughts. That's even harder to separate. And that's where you become your own enemy. And so, alhamdulillah, I'm I'm glad where the dialogue is with myself because I'm the one that has power and control over my own thoughts and actions. And it's just about me, myself and I and with my relationship with Allah and the path and journey back to him. It's now it can be simplified into that once we've let go of of those external values but now it's like, that's, this is where after I hit that, that, that paralyzing place and like, okay, we overcame that. And I have these weeks to come leading up to school. And I'm just, again, using this as just the general example. That's where for me, the more cliche self-love uh, methods come into place. Like now it's like, I am taking my, I mean, it should always be happening, but like, this is where I'm really like, this is the time that I'm taking care of my mind, body, and spirit. I'm I'm working out. I have my skincare. You know, yes. the more again, <laughs> this is where we're like all familiar with now. Now I do, I did change up my skincare routine or just being aware that it feels good, even though we're home, a lot of us in quarantine, just like beautifying ourselves and um, those words Indulging of affirmation. Good coffee. Yes, <laughs> it, yes, exactly. So it's like, it makes sense that like these things really do help and contribute to that path, but will mean nothing if you're not doing the deep nitty gritty of it all. Like you got to be working on the inside for any of that because, you know, and, and it, it's, there's so many jokes online about it. I mean, like it's people are crying while they're fixing themselves up or doing their makeup or, you know, Doing the whole like dolling up on the outside and not feeling good on the inside. I don't think it's that funny. It's like, I mean, I get it, but it's like we should be working. I mean, it, it, I think it's just something that just makes it, it brings to light that no matter what you do on the outside, there has to be something to be filled on the inside. And there's some, a point that I wanted to make with something you mentioned before about your heart and being reserved for Allah. Our family are like the closest things to us, right? Um, We put them in in high regard, of course, but they are humans at the end of the day. They make mistakes. Perfection is saved for Allah. That's something that we all need to realize. We cannot, if you're hard on yourself or hard on on others or blame others or upset or have the issues with family, which again, are the closest people to us. They are not perfect, just like you are not. Just remember and remind yourself that perfection is saved for Allah. So there's nothing for you to work towards because you will never attain it. And if you're trying to, then you're, you're, you're putting yourself at level where you shouldn't. And so I was going to halakas with both Sheikh Mikhail Smith here in Dallas and Sheikh Abdurrahman where both lectures were going hand in hand with one another when speaking of reserving your heart for Allah. There was someone in the audience, a a mother in the audience, when Sheikh Miguel Smith said, your heart is reserved for Allah. And a woman in the audience who was a mother said, well, how can it be only reserved for Allah when I know I love my children and you're telling me to, uh, there's no, she physically couldn't imagine her child not being in her heart and that you shouldn't give your heart to your child, which makes sense. But the way that he explained it, that even your child shouldn't be in your heart. It sounds so harsh. It does. And it did. I mean, this, this was a really good halakha. I was all about it. <laughs> like, um, I, I love like, those types of halakhas. Tell yeah. me more. Tell me more. The way that he explained it is like your heart is reserved for Allah. You love your child, but you love him because Allah told you to love him. And you're loving him through the will of Allah. At the end of the day, like your, and this is where Sheikh Abdul Rahman came in in his lecture and how he explained to me is that your heart is an organ that you need to be alive, to breathe. And if you were to give that to someone, you won't be alive. You won't function. Your soul, your body, everything is something that was provided for and will be given back to Allah. So going back to humans being imperfect, your child will disappoint you at some point in your life. (laughs) I've done that, yeah. Um, Yep. Your parents, they are not perfect. They will do something that will upset you. So these are humans, we're all human. Again, we're not perfect. So if I give myself or even to your spouse, your love, you you know, that your significant other, if you give these people, these human beings, these imperfect human beings, your heart, you can't live without it. So if my father, Allah, my father, who I put in such high regard was my confidant, my guide, my wisdom has taught me so much in my life and so much of who I am today, if I gave my father my heart and he left, you know? Yeah. He's gone. He went back to his God. So does that mean that my path is not worthy anymore? Does that mean that I can't live? I can't function and I need to that's it. I just give up in life because because he took my heart? No. I loved him because Allah told me to love and respect my father and care for him and to pray on pray for him. That but that's through the will of Allah. And that's something that I think is it's 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 really it's a really heavy thing to absorb, but it's something that really put things in in perspective for me in my path. Where I can't say I can't live without you. No, I can. I, you you essentially can live without anyone. It's Allah that is my constant, and Allah is the perfect one that will never let me down. So if I just have that perspective that I love my family, but essentially all our souls can live on our own. And that the only person that I can, the only thing that I can constantly count on that will never, ever, ever let me down and I can put in that regard is Allah. You're going to be a lot more forgiving with others and even more forgiving with yourself when you understand that perfection is only saved for Allah. And you're going to love yourself a lot more when you know you do not have that standard to work up to. You know? And
0: when it comes to trying to even seek approval from others, which, you know, we weren't built to be picked at and analyzed through the lens of 10,000 people all at one time. And that's social media right there. You have thousands of people at one time flooding you, your messages, your comments of what they think of you. And I think I'm, I'm trying to reach this point because I, I, I just talked about this recently. It's just, it's hard for me. And I'm trying my best to reach that point where a message from somebody that I, I don't know, and even if I did know, should not alter my mood or trigger me in that sense and if it does then there are a lot of underlying issues but we should not seek approval from others especially when the perception of you from somebody else is it's wildly different than the perception you have of yourself because you still even if you know this isn't Instagram you're walking in real life you still have a lot of filters there's only so much that you can share with somebody in real life that they can know everything that you're going through there's a lot of things that we go through behind closed doors that nobody knows of so everybody will always have a different perception of you no matter what and i think we need to also reach that point where we're not seeking approval from others and only from allah that everything no matter what goes back to allah our self love journey loving ourselves everything goes back to allah and honestly i i can't thank you enough adia for this because when we started this conversation i didn't even think that we we're going to tie it back to allah i didn't even think we we're going to tie it back that closely to our faith and how our self love journey depends upon our connection with allah and, and I think it's so beautiful. And I just want everybody listening to know that, you know, it's a journey. It's not a destination. I don't even think we're ever going to get to that point where we love ourselves 100%. There's just so many variables in our life. There's just so much that's going on. And there's so much growing up and, and progressing and evolving to do. I mean, it's whatever Allah has written for us. Of course, we don't know when our time will come when we depart this dunya. But until now, I'm going to fight the urge to be my worst enemy. And I I think that's an intention that I have for, you know, New Year's, everybody has these like New Year's, I'm done with resolutions, I'm more so intentions. And I think my New Year's intention, or just even starting from today, to be honest, is just to slowly... Work on myself to not hate myself and to not be my worst enemy. Because when you think about it, in every relationship you have, Ayla, you're the common denominator. It's you. When it comes to work relationships, your relationship with your family, with significant others, the common denominator, the main character is you. We have to love ourselves. We really do.
1: Absolutely. I, I mean, I see, it sounds it sounds silly, but I I I grew. I thought I needed to like grow and develop this strength to be this like. <laughs> Badass, not a monster like, like, like yeah exactly yeah. I'm this hard ass I'm not like, taking show, anything like, from it, anyone yeah, exactly that was me I, but you know when it comes to but that was also like a defense mechanism too where I wasn't really letting anyone in even like I wasn't even letting myself in at that point but I I, I now later in life I'm seeing it more that I am this flower that and then I can appreciate the beauty of this flower and even the delicate nature of it So it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay for me to be soft. It's okay for, for me to like, one, appreciate my beauty and nourish it at the same time and understand that I'm not going to be blossoming in every season. It's not going to always be pretty, you know, but I'm going to thrive in the warmth and light of Allah. And that's what I'm going to nourish. And that's what I'm going to feed. And like you said, with social media and, and, and just, I mean, that's the world we live in today If someone wants to dim that light (laughs) that doesn't allow you to blossom and see your own beauty, shut it out. It's that simple. In real life, there's a lot of conversations online, like you said, like about like receiving a message. There's a lot of things that if you just anything that you deal with online, think of it in the real world. If someone crossed me in the street and spoke to me the way that some people speak online or behaved or, or gave that energy off what would you do? You would walk away. You wouldn't even acknowledge it. It wouldn't even be part of your world. So don't accept that for yourself on social media. It's okay to close that off and you create that, create the atmosphere. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of things that I just like close off online or just like focusing on your feed or anything that like, is this nourishing my flower? Is this nourishing this, this path that I'm paving for myself? Because I want it to be a beautiful path and I want to see the light. Even if I trip, Even if it's dark sometimes, even, you know, if the sun's down, it's okay. I'm still wanting to walk this light of beauty and I'm going to nourish it because I'm going back to that light of Allah. And that's where, again, where it all goes back to. And in the midst of it all, I'm going to appreciate, again, my own beauty and whether that means it's taking care of mind, body, spirit, if it means you know, dolling myself up if it means I did this the other day, three o'clock in the morning, do? Just dancing, and I love like, you. That's why I love you. The dancing and just like looking in the mirror and doing like you know, ten-year-old oughta girl that just like stares the mirror to like Auduby, like belly yeah. dancing and just I fell <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god!
0: Like practicing for weddings before the wedding happened, like just knowing how you're gonna dance on the dance floor. Oh this is so embarrassing you, that we're saying this on air, but I look. swear. That was me. This is the reason why we buy oh, long marriage in our gosh. bedroom.
1: <laughs> so we well, like know. this. Yes. It's exactly. Exactly. And just being able to laugh that off again. Like, I just appreciate the beauty in myself, my path, and Allah. And I think just having that energy and Having people like you in my life that provide that same kind of light is is just like a beautiful way to go. And inshallah, like I do, I just wish that for everyone, anyone who has that difficulty, which we all do and will have in our path. I really hope that you can forgive yourself, forgive your shortcomings, and know that Allah expects it, (laughs) expects you to have them. And in those hardships, just having that surrender to Allah. And again, <laughs> having that love for Allah, and and knowing that Allah has that love for you. Um, and I just wish that for everyone, inshallah.
0: That is such a beautiful way to just wrap this up, Aliyah like you shared your most vulnerable stories and I know we've already had a discussion about you going back to school and how how difficult that was for you so you going back to school that could be a symbol for somebody else whatever it is for you maybe it's not maybe it's not for you going back to school maybe it's just you getting out of a relationship or getting into a relationship or or something related to work it could be anything but for you that's what it is and I can't thank you enough for sharing that Ali, honestly and I genuinely hope the du'as of, of your lay father Allah rahma such a beautiful soul I wish they I really hope they continue to protect you and your beautiful beautiful family i honestly adore your family i admire you guys you guys are just such a pinnacle in our community and just i just love you guys and this self-love conversation i think we need to have it more with our girlfriends i think we need to like bounce off ideas and just talk about it because we did this the other day at, at our girls night we talked about self-love and it also sometimes goes back to confidence which i feel like that's also going to be a whole other conversation that i i generally want to have on this podcast but thank you for for everything yeah. that you share today thank you for always reminding thank me of, you. of thank you for being that sister that always honestly generally oh. reminds me of Allah and my faith. And just it's just this is just such a beautiful way to start the day, just having this conversation. But oh. I love Thank you, you, Alia. For having me, Dunya. I love you. And I'm waiting for you <laughs> to one day move to Chicago, girl. I don't know what you're doing in Texas here. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna make it happen one day somehow. I don't know. Whatever. I'll plot something. But I love Thank you, you so Alia. For
1: having me, Dunya. I love you. Take care. You too, boo.